Glory be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Beloved, we want to specially welcome you to this week's episode of GLOAM Podcast, the official podcast channel of Global Emancipation Ministries, Calgary, Canada. Our mandate is liberating men through the knowledge of the truth and that's what the Lord will be doing through the episode you will be listening to shortly. We will like you to subscribe to this GLOAM Podcast channel on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and other listening platforms accessible to you in order to keep receiving fresh episodes as they become available. That way you will not miss out on any revelation the Lord may be bringing your way through this channel. Please kindly subscribe, share the links and encourage your friends and family to subscribe as well. To learn more about this ministry, kindly visit our website at www.glome.org, and also remember to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn among others, and stay connected to keep abreast of important spiritual updates as they become available. May the Lord bless you mightily as you do all these in Jesus' name. Now the hour has come to be blessed again. Stay tuned and open your heart as our president, Anthony Adifarakan brings God's word to us from the throne of grace. Be blessed as you listen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are. We celebrate your majesty. We exalt and honor your holy name. Thank you so much for all you've done for us. Thank you for what you're doing now. And thanks so much for what you're still going to do. Lord, be exalted in the name of Jesus. Lord, we have come again to learn from you. We pray that you speak to us afresh. Give us understanding of scriptures in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us understand your word. And when we are done here, let us be able to look back and have all the cause to glorify your name. Let our lives reflect your goodness in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answering our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Well, it has pleased the Lord to bring us to the uh, to this week to conclude our visit to the School of Ruth. We've been visiting this school now for the past uh, two weeks. Uh, this is the third week. And the Lord has preserved us. May his name forever be glorified. So we're going to be considering the School of Ruth again. So you can call this one part three. And that's the concluding part. The School of Ruth part three. And we're going to be taking our text from Ruth chapter 3. We'll just read verse 3 and 7 from the King James Version. Ruth chapter 3, verse 3 and 7. Wash thyself therefore, and anoint thee, and put thy raiment upon thee, and get thee down to the floor, but make not thyself known unto the man, until he shall have done eating and drinking. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk, and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of corn, and she came softly and uncovered his feet and laid her down. The Lord bless his words in our heart in Jesus' name. Life applicable lessons from chapters 3 and 4. And uh, before I continue, I want to sincerely uh, recommend that you go to your Bibles and study this book of Ruth again. You know all these scriptures we are calling go and read the entire story from chapter 1 to the end in the light of this revelation it will give you fresh insights and believe the law will even show you more yeah i'm recommending that please read it's not just about a few chapters about four chapters there about yeah just read the entire entire book of ruth and you will have some light some additional light will come to you i believe 
and uh, we also have uh, I think we have a book also on it we have a book on it where you can uh, get access to all this uh, all this revelation in written form so if you go on if you go to our website you check under the my publications and uh, you know there are a couple there are some books there just check uh, the one that has to do with life applicable lessons from Ruth you know get the book so that you can get um, access <clears throat> excuse me to further revelation regarding this uh, especially for your reference so we are looking at life applicable lessons from chapters 3 and 4 of the book of Ruth and the very first lesson we are learning uh, today is benefiting from the ministry of your helpers we are looking at how to benefit from the ministry of your helpers remember we mentioned earlier uh, in this uh, study that unless until God decides to help you no man can help you right so when God has now decided to raise helpers for you you now want to learn how to benefit from those helpers okay God is your helper he has spoken to somebody he has directed somebody to help you now you want to learn how to benefit from the ministry of your helpers from our text Naomi gives specific instructions to Ruth in verse 3 capable of establishing her destiny but then Ruth needed to cooperate with her helper's instructions in order to derive the associated benefits. Ruth was going to become the wife of Boaz. Everything was working out well. But remember, Ruth was like a stranger. She was in Moabites. She didn't know anything about how marriage and all those things, how, how those things work in, uh, in Israel. She's in a new location, you know, living with a di totally different family from her people of different culture and background but she knew they were serving the God of Israel so they were idolaters in their in their in her country but now she wants to be under the authority of the God of Israel so she needed help for her destiny to be fulfilled and God had already commissioned Naomi to give specific instructions to Ruth on how to have her destiny established but even though these instructions were passed to Ruth Ruth still had the responsibility of cooperating with our helper's instruction in order to derive the associated benefits instructions cannot deliver benefits if they are not carried out okay so Ruth needed to cooperate and that's one thing you have to learn about benefiting from the ministry of your helpers your helpers require your cooperation your helpers require your cooperation you must do what they ask you to do you must follow their instructions okay follow the instruction somebody wants to help you get a job and it tells you be seated in my office by 8 15 a.m on tuesday i'm gonna get you a job only for you to be arriving at 11 45 that same tuesday do you think you are cooperating with your air pass instruction now if you remember esther Esther was privileged to receive some instructions from her helpers as well, Mordecai, uh, Mordecai and Egai, the keeper of women. According to, you can read Esther chapter 2 verse 10, uh, 15 to 17, and also verse 20. You can read Esther chapter 2 verse 10, verse 15 to 17, and verse 20. She cooperated with their instructions and she attained greatness. They told her what to wear, you know, when they were parading this, uh, these ladies before the king to choose the, king, uh, the wife for the king. Egai told her, put on this one use this one use that one use this one use that one everything they told her she did 
Mordecai told her, don't mention where you are from, don't declare your identity yet. They all told her what she needed to do. She cooperated with her helpers and she ended up becoming the queen. She became the wife of the king. When you cooperate with your helpers' instructions, you attain greatness. Your destiny is fulfilled. You have testimonies at the very least. And in this dispensation, the Holy Spirit is our helper. And I love his type. You know, I love it when, when, I, when I remember and I tell myself, Holy Spirit is called helper. What's the job of a helper? The job of a helper is to help. The job of a helper is to help. And I once checked the dictionary meaning of, um, of, a, of a helper. It says someone who makes a task easier for you. Don't you like that? A helper is someone who makes your task easier for you. He helps you. You want to carry something that is about 50 kg alone and your helper comes and assists you. Do you think you are still going to feel the same? Are you still going to spend the same energy on that 50 kg? Your helper has brought help to you. Probably gave you something to carry with or he, or he helps you with his hand or whatever. A helper makes your task easier for you. So it is a sign of foolishness to be saying no. To the instructions of your helpers that means you want to you, that means you have chosen to marry struggle you want to remain you want to continue your romance with struggle your helper says do this say no i'm not going to do it you are refusing help then your struggle continues so in this dispensation holy spirit is our helper and he sometimes passes instructions to us directly while at other times he uses others to instruct us our responsibility as one in need of help is to simply comply with the instructions given. That's the only way if we are to benefit from the ministry of our helpers. That's the only way. That's the only way you are going to benefit from the ministry of your helpers. The mother of Jesus told the, uh, the people standing by in John chapter 2 when they was going to convert water to, uh, water to wine. He said to them, whatever it asks you to do, do it. No matter how stupid it sounds, just do it. He's your helper. You guys need wine, right? Yes. What do you have? We don't have anything. We only have, we need wine. Okay? Jesus said, get me some water. Somebody would have said, what we need is wine, not water. But because they were smart enough to keep quiet. Because Mary already told them, whatever he asks you to do, just do it. Bring water. They brought water. Fill it up, they fill it up. Take one out, take it, take it to the governor. Everything is said before they could know what was happening. Water had been turned to wine. So you want your water to become wine. Carry out your helper's instruction. And the word of God is full of instructions. You remember the Holy Spirit is interpreter of scriptures. The word of God is full of instructions. Somebody has said, instead of looking, looking for promises to glean in the Bible, start looking for instructions to obey. Because when you obey instructions, no devil can keep the fulfillment of the promises away from you. So that's the first lesson we are learning from the uh, from Ruth chapter 3. For reference, you can look at Ruth chapter 3 verse 3 and Esther 2, 10 to 20. Okay? Second lesson, second life applicable lesson from uh, this particular school of Ruth. Prepare yourself for favor. The very first thing Naomi told Ruth in that verse 3 was, Wash thyself. Wash thyself wash thyself and to wash means to remove dirt or other unwanted materials 
And this can be likened to shaving, according to Genesis 41, 14, when Joseph was to prepare to meet with Pharaoh. You know, when Joseph, uh, when Pharaoh had a dream that troubled him, and somebody mentioned that Joseph could help him out, and the heir, he sent for Joseph, go get him out. Joseph had been in the dungeon for some years. They had to shave him. Wash thyself. Shave, shave off all your negative mentality. Shave off all your wrong mindset. He had to shave. For root, she had to wash. You don't go to somebody who is going to marry you when you are dirty. You prepare. You look good. You wash yourself. The very first instruction, wash thyself. So to be properly positioned for divine favor, things like sinful attitudes, old and unpleasant memories, stereotypes, and every limiting mentality must be washed away. Must be washed away. Your epa is saying, let us do this thing. You are saying, no, that's the one. No, this is the way we used to do it. Because of your old mindset. You got to wash that away. Wash away your past unpleasant memories, things that, you know, even your guilt. Wash them away. Get ready for favor. Something new is happening. Let the old pass away. Okay? Position yourself properly for favor. Wash yourself. What happens when washing is done? You become clean. And she said, furthermore, she said, anoint thyself. What does that mean? Apply. Apply like, you know, like apply skills, apply wisdom, dress in your best robe. Show the importance of your appearance. You need to, you need to, when you say anoint yourself, that's do something, apply something. To anoint is to apply. Probably you apply ointment in the natural so for you it could be apply some skills apply some wisdom dress in your best robe he said dress in your best pull thy raiment upon the dress in your best robe showing the importance of appearance your clothes a man planning to attract favor should not be wearing garments of pity you shouldn't you want god to favor you attract you want to attract favor your plan is to attract favor you are not to be wearing garments of pity. You want God to favor you. You don't say things like, God, look at me. I'm finished. What was my life? Everything is finished. Everything is gone. Really? Then if you say everything is gone, everything is gone. You don't do that. You got to wash yourself. You have to anoint yourself. You have to dress. Dress well. Dress, dress, in the, dress the kind of dress that can attract favor. Not garments of pity. You look at that Genesis chapter 41, verse 14. Joseph did not appear before Pharaoh in his prison clothes. Check your Bible. He had a change of garment. What he was wearing in the prison was, was not what he wore to the palace. They shaved him, gave him a bath hurriedly, he changed his garment. You want favor, you want to you want God to move you from your past into your future. You need to change your garment as well. In the case of Esther, she engaged in purification. Look at Esther chapter 2 verse 9. And before she could approach the king for favor, she had to put on a royal robe. Look at Esther 5, 1, uh, 1, 2 and 4. Esther put on a royal robe. Remember, she needed a favor uh, from the king regarding the people, the Jews, so that she will not, uh, the Jews will not be killed by Haman. And there was a law. You don't come to the king unless the king invites you. You appear before the king uninvited. You are dead. But she needed help. She needed favor. Because if she didn't get the favor, 
a man will kill all the Jews. So she decided to wash herself, purify herself, fasted, prayed, put on a very nice royal robe. And she didn't even go to the king directly, she just stood somewhere where the king could easily see her positioning. And when the king saw a very beautiful woman wearing beautiful dress, all the law, all the law of nobody come before king disappeared. Called her, come, 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 come. What do you want? What do you want? Tell me. Even say, ask anything up to the half of my kingdom. Something happens when you dress well. <laughs> ask me anything. And she was able to get the favor of the king, delivered and saved all her people, defeated their enemies. But she didn't just appear anyhow. She didn't just go to the king in rags. They, maybe they would have executed her. Okay? So, you, you need the king, you need the favor of God. Position yourself, wash yourself, anoint yourself. Alright? Dress well. Wear your garment of praise, not garment of pity. Be bold, be confident. And position yourself for this favor. If you truly, if you truly, truly desire God's favor, you've got to prepare yourself for it. You have to. For reference, you can read uh, Ruth chapter 3 verse 3. Esther 2.9 and Genesis 41.14 Number 3 lesson You must be sensitive to proper timing Number 3 lesson Be sensitive to proper timing Naomi told Ruth the time to operate for good result You can look at Ruth chapter 3 verse 3 and verse 7 Not all times are appropriate for certain actions So being sensitive to proper timing is what yields expected result Even though it's your season of favor If you miss the timing you can still end up in struggle. If you also, if you look at Esther chapter 5 verse 4 and uh, chapter 7 verse 1 to 2 and Genesis 41, 33 to, 40, uh, 33 to 40, Esther and Joseph worked with proper timing, respectively, and they experienced greatness. There is a time for everything, that's what the, uh, the word of God says. You must be sensitive not to be waiting when you are expected to strike. And you are not supposed to strike when you are supposed to be waiting, you must have understanding of the times, like the children of Issachar. You must know the, the right timing. Naomi had told Ruth, wait until this man has finished eating. If Ruth had gone before that man finished eating, maybe the story would have ended in a wrong way. Say, wait. Wait. That's what he said. Wait until he has done eating and drinking. Ruth cooperated with that instruction, got the right timing, carried it out, and the rest is history. The favor landed on her. You can read Ruth chapter 3, verse 3 and 7 for that. Okay? When you are supposed to be acting, it's not the time to be analyzing. You must learn to strike when it's time to strike. You must learn to wait when it's time to wait. Favor and timing cannot be, they are inseparable. That's why not everybody is enjoying favor because sometimes once you miss it, you miss it. Opportunities don't, they usually they don't announce themselves that they are coming. You have to be sensitive to timing. You strike it and you get your results. It's my prayer that if you have ever missed your timing in life, the Lord will visit you again and you will not miss your timing in the name of Jesus. You know, Jesus Christ, he shed tears, he wept two times in the Bible. He wept at the tomb of Lazarus and he also wept over Jerusalem. Why? He said they did not recognize their time of visitation. So the second thing that made Jesus weep was the issue of timing. 
that these people don't know, they don't even know their time of visitation. And Jesus cried. Jesus will not cry over your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Lesson number four. All is well that ends well. That's the last lesson we're going to be considering. All is well that ends well. The entire chapter four of the book of Ruth simulates what God does in the realm of the spirit, unknown to us, between the time we obey his instructions and the time we actually receive our testimonies. That's the result of our obedience. I tell that again. If you read the entire chapter four of the book of Ruth, it's a simulation of what goes on in the realm of the spirit, what God does for us that we are not aware of between the time we obey his instructions and the time we actually receive our results, our testimonies. You see, while studying this chapter, I discovered a divine order of answered prayers for God's children. I noticed it. You will also notice if you go and read it. There is a divine order of answered prayers for the children of God. Number one, you receive instructions. Number two, you cooperate with instructions by carrying them out. Number three, you wait in joyful expectation, called hope. Number four, you then receive your testimony, what you have been expecting. That is the order. God gives you an instruction. You carry it out. You wait in expectation. And you receive your testimony. He says pray. You pray. That's cooperation. Then you wait in joyful explanation. Romans 12, 12 says rejoicing in hope. Because it's every man that asks to receive. He cannot lie. If every Once you have asked, you can expect to receive. So you are expecting. And then, suddenly, the manifestation comes and you receive your testimony, what you have been expecting. That's the order. Now, let's look at it closely. In other words, discover what to do. This is how to go about this order. You discover what to do via the word of God especially. Meaning, I told you, look for instructions to obey. You look at the word of God, you find an instruction that is relating, that, that relates to the aspect of life that you want God to attend to. Maybe it's regarding your marriage, your finance, your health. You locate an instruction from there. Okay? You do it. You carry that, you carry that instruction out. Then you wait patiently in hope, not in anxiety. And then you receive your testimonies. Now, God only moves between steps three and four without your input. God only moves between steps three and four without your input. That's why it is said that while you are waiting, God is working. While you are waiting, God is working. You have done your own. You get instruction. You cooperate. Between three and four, God is working. That's how he moves. Because let's look at Ruth. After Ruth had carried out all the instructions Naomi gave her, she reported back. This is very, very important. Ruth got the instruction from Naomi. She carried out the instruction, which is cooperation. And she came back to Naomi. Feedback. Hey, Naomi, I have carried out all you said I should do. She carried out all the instructions Naomi gave her. She reported back to her. And upon hearing that she had done all, Naomi confirmed that Ruth had carried out all the instructions. Guess what Naomi said? He told her, wait and expect results. That's what Naomi said. You can look at Ruth chapter 3 verse 18. You've carried out all the instructions. Wait and expect the result. When you have done the will of God, wait and receive your promise. When you have done what God says you should do, wait in joyful expectation. Why joyful? Because it will not fail. 
By the time we got to verses 13 to 17 of Ruth chapter 4, both Naomi and Ruth were already singing a new song. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I quickly prophesy, you will also sing a new song in the name of Jesus. I'm activating the chapter 4 of your life. You will sing a new song. The sorrow is gone. The sadness is gone. All the pain is over. Now, they were singing a new song. Their story had changed completely and the result of Ruth's obedience had fully matured. It was now harvest time. And it's the joyful end of this book of Ruth. The joyful end of this book of Ruth is what informs the opening statement in this lesson. All is well that ends well. That's why I said lesson 4 is all is well that ends well. It doesn't matter how rough it has been. When it ends well, then it is well. Hallelujah. Ruth chapter 4 verse 1 to 17. Receive instruction, carry out the instruction, wait in joyful expectation. No devil can stop your testimony. Because while you are waiting, God is working. It's my prayer that the Lord will fulfill all your desires. And everything you have been joyfully expecting to carry out, the wait is over. There will be manifestation in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to take two prayer points before um, I give you an opportunity to those who want to surrender their life to Jesus. The first prayer point is this. You can write it down. Uh, you can pray it now, but just pray it. You're going to say, Father, please at every junction of my life. Say, Father, please at every junction of my life. Station destiny helpers to help me succeed in Jesus' name. Father, position destiny helpers at every junction of my life. Every junction of my life. Position destiny helpers who will help me to succeed there in the name of Jesus. At every junction of my life, station destiny helpers to help me succeed. I will never lack help in the mighty name of Jesus. Second prayer. You want to say, Father, for every matter that has brought me tears, pain, and sorrow. Say, Father, for every matter that has brought me tears, pain, and sorrow, please turn them to testimonies for me now in the name of Jesus. Say, Father, for every matter that has ever brought me tears, pain, and sorrow, please turn them to testimonies for me now in the mighty name of Jesus. You did that for Naomi. You wiped away, you wiped away her tears and you gave her a new song. You wiped away the tears of Ruth and you gave her a new song. Let all be well with me too. In the mighty name of Jesus. Open your mouth and turn it to prayers. Let all be well with me as well. Let my story end well. Let my situation end well. In the name of Jesus. For every matter that has ever brought me tears, sorrow, pain, let those same matters begin to give me joy. Turn them around for my good. And so shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So if you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, say this prayer after me before I pray with us, uh, with every one of you. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot help myself and that's why I need your salvation. Please come into my life today. Wash away all my sins and set me free from every bondage that sin has attracted into my life. I confess you as my Lord and Savior today. Please write my name in the book of life and help me to live for you alone from now onward. Also fill me with your Holy Spirit and don't let me ever become a powerless Christian. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Let us pray now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. 
Oh, thank you so much for the School of Root Part 1, Part 1, Part 3. Thanks for all these life-applicable lessons you have brought our way. We are grateful. Lord, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Father, now we know these things, the grace to apply them so that we can enjoy the blessedness. Father, release upon us all in the name of Jesus. Every prayer we have prayed, answer by fire. At every junction of our life, position destiny a pass for us to help us succeed in the name of Jesus. And I pray for this, your children, from the bottom of my heart. Every matter that has ever brought them tears, that's ever brought them pain or sorrow, whether it's poverty, whether it's sickness, disease, barrenness, loneliness, whatever it is that has ever brought this one sorrow in their heart, Father, convert those same matters to testimonies now. In the name of Jesus, over these matters, you will sing a new song. In the name of Jesus. And for those who have uh, decided to surrender their life to Jesus Christ, Father, I pray for this, your children, for making this decision, forgive all their sins. Wash away all their sins. Write their names in the book of life. Beginning from now, when they call upon you, answer them speedily. And for them also, let all be well. Thank you, Father, for answering our prayers. We return all the glory to you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. We give glory to God for the revelation of his word. May we receive grace to be doers and not just hearers in Jesus' name. If you said that prayer of salvation, congratulations. You are now born again. You are a new creature. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. Praise God. To learn more about this new life in Christ Jesus, please visit our website at www.glome.org for various helpful resources. We also want to invite you to be part of our weekly online Bible study that holds every Sunday at 5 o'clock to 6 p.m. Mountain Time via Zoom app. Click on the invitation banner on the homepage of our website to join the meeting from wherever you are, it's entirely online. God bless you as you do this in Jesus' name. Thanks so much for listening. Kindly share this episode with others so they too can be blessed, and remember to subscribe to this podcast channel. We will be here again next week for a fresh episode if the Lord has not returned. Until then, keep enjoying your freedom in Christ Jesus. God bless you.